Welcome, everyone, to episode one of the Hawkeye Audio Commentary Podcast by the Polaris Network. I'm your host with the third or fourth most today, Caleb. Joining me is co-host, the man with the voice the, of myth and legend, James. James, how are you doing today, bud? I am doing pretty good. How's everybody doing? Doing well, doing well. And uh, joining us as special panelists, special guests, uh, we've got a couple of our marvelous Marvel analysts, Jessica and Stephanie. How are we doing today? Doing good, doing good. Joining yeah. us, thanks for joining good. us. Episode one of the podcast, episode one of Hawkeye. Before we get into that, uh, go ahead. If you like what you hear, give us a share, subscribe. Don't forget to follow the uh, Polaris Network for weekly episodes. As the new episodes of Hawkeye come out, we'll do one of these audio commentaries with us. And now for the recap. Everybody saw episode one, right? Yep. Good deal. (laughs) So we start out with young Kate Bishop, uh, 2012. We get to see her relationship with her parents, uh, close relationship with her father and mother. All of a sudden, uh, that's interrupted with the Battle of New York, where she is, of course, saved by Hawkeye, but uh, unfortunately loses her father. Uh, Jumps to her needing to maybe fill those hero shoes, maybe... Uh, losing her father and being saved by Hawkeye, maybe that was uh, influence to, um, I don't know. What do you think? What does everybody else think? Start. Definitely got inspiration. Definitely her start to maybe become that hero she feels she needs to be. Yeah. Mm. And then we're uh, jumping into Clint's story, present day, where he is seeing the Rogers musical, very Hamilton-esque with his family. Uh, Of course, his family doing Christmas in New York, Rockefeller Center. Uh, Clint promises his kids he will be home for Christmas. Tough to say, you know, Clint's Clint's an Avenger. Clint's, uh, you know, Hawkeye's, he's he's famous, but he's not famous. Doesn't want to embrace that that celebrity lifestyle. What what does everybody think about that? I mean, I I thought the whole scene was funny, like, uh, with the musical um, it's just to be able to you know to be an Avenger and go to an event like that and just see like the corniness of it all like it was it was it was funny it was so bad <laughs> anyway we get into uh, Kate's story a little bit more she gets in trouble at school when she brings down the bell tower with her archer trick shot um has to go meet with mom, Eleanor Bishop, who runs the security uh, business now that after her father, uh, Eleanor's husband, was had passed away. Uh, so when Kate gets home, she is introduced to her mom's boyfriend, uh, Jack Duquesne. Uh, before jumping into the podcast here, James and I were discussing, maybe there's something to Jack uh, Jack Duquesne. Uh, what does everybody else think about Jack? What did we think about his character? He had something. Yeah, I, I feel like there's something sinister about him for sure. Absolutely. Like I feel like I feel fair. like Kate was picking up on the vibes, like you know, as soon, immediately, right? Yeah, like as soon as she saw him, just like, ooh, this doesn't, this doesn't feel right. Even though she was kind of in trouble with the bell tower, she knew knew this guy was a little bit worse than that. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, before the uh, 
before the family gets into doing anything crazy, they end up going to a, a fancy party. Was it a Christmas party or was it just kind of one of those parties that rich people like to attend? I'm not sure. Uh, but Kate gets to don that awesome tuxedo, pulling off that great look, all black, classic. Uh, we get to Armand the third, Armand Duquesne, who is uh, currently the head of the company and the, the heir to the, to the throne, so to speak. What was with Armand the Seventh though? That there's something weird with that kid. Anybody else think so? Oh yeah, for sure. His whole vibe was <laughs> was just like uh, I know you were only in the episode for a second, but that kid was giving me some weird like Chucky doll vibes. Or yeah, something weird. Something's gonna come with that. Oh, this messed up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he'll come more into the as the episodes go on. I feel like he'll he'll be more of a state, not a staple, but you'll see him more. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Well, that fancy party leads to something a little bit more secret. Uh, looks like there's a black uh, black market auction that ends up going down, and it's so artfully infiltrated by Kate Kate Bishop herself using those spy skills that she picked up in college, I guess. And, and uh, (laughs) as the, as the waiter. And I thought she talked her way out of the waiter finding out that she wasn't real was hilarious. A wonderful. Just so happened to be a real Gary. Yeah. I quit Gary. You can't quit. (laughs) Learning, learning at the black auction, the black market auction, that there's a lot of the Avengers tech for sale. Uh, the sword of Ronin goes up for auction. We kind of see a little tension between Armand and Jack. Maybe a little uh, hint of what's going to go down. Was it Jack that killed Armand a little bit later in the episode? Uh, trying to get a new sword. Yeah, gotta gotta <laughs> bid that. Up. The Ronin disguise is up for auction, and that catches uh, Miss Kate Bishop's eye. And almost as soon as that happens, they are raided by the tracksuit mafia who are on the hunt for a watch. Maybe Tony Stark's Iron Man watch, nanotech, maybe something with that. But uh, raiding the, the black market auction is the trench coat mafia. Who I thought these guys were great characters. I I know they were in the comic, and I know you know you kind of expected that, but them saying "bro" all the time—how very flop. <laughs> I've known a lot of Eastern European dudes, and they say "bro" a lot. Ooh, they do. They do. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's great. Very intimidating. Very funny. A great set of uh, characters in the in the tracksuit mafia. Uh, when they raid, Kate decides she's going to wear that Ronin suit and. Uh, start kick some ass maybe. So I thought that that was a pretty awesome little birth of her run as Hawkeye, maybe, you know, a nod to maybe her becoming the young Avenger uh, of Hawkeye, starting with the Ronin suit. Um, After she gets into some mischief, she uh, we're introduced to pizza dog who ends up stealing the watch and she saves pizza dog from the car accident. Uh, Anybody else excited about seeing what uh, Pete's dog's up to? Oh, I am. Like when they first yeah. showed him when she went outside, I was like, "He's gonna be a part of this show," and I'm I'm happy yeah. that the one-eyed dog 
is gonna <laughs> he was such a great addition to the comic i'm glad they found a way to work him in even though he's uh uh kate's dog instead of of clint's dog which in the comics i believe was the the way to go about it but what a cute dang golden retriever super cute <laughs> mm-hmm. oh but i want to add in some hit me from, from the fight you know what's a nice change of pace well as soon as i said dog mine started barking. but <laughs> you know what's a nice change of pace when she smacked that dude upside the head with a bottle because all oh, the time yeah. in media we see the bottle immediately shatters but in real life we know them bottles is pretty damn thick so you yeah. walk outside somebody here it's still gonna be there so i'm glad it didn't just have a shatter i thought that was a good little little factoid too that you know they never break they're so thick Wonderful yeah. fighting tool. If I had to fight anybody with a wine bottle, definitely, definitely a good weapon. Definitely. See, I'm grab right. two. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Once she tracks down or gets Pizza Dog set up in her apartment with some pizza, she decides she's going to track down Armand the Third. Uh, maybe he had some idea of what was going on in that black market, uh, black market uh, auction there. But once she arrives at his office, she discovers he's been stabbed in the back. Usually means something sinister. Usually means betrayal. What uh, What do we think about that? Who do we? Who's our suspect so far? Well, we know somebody just got a neat sword that they got to try out. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Also, the Eleanor, uh, Kate's mom, and Armand were seen arguing earlier mm. in the episode. Is there something sinister going on with Eleanor? Is she maybe a bad guy? You know. Possibly. I feel like I feel like Jack, her dude, is like on is doing some stuff like mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Sure. And I feel like she may also know some of those things that are going on. But maybe just the influence of it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the influence. I mean, because what's the old guy's name? Um, whenever he was having that conversation with Kate and he was saying how he felt like you know, he could do better basically. And like, oh, his right. her mom was like the prize. Like he felt like she was a prize. And I feel like there may be something really deep going on with Kate's mom okay. um, to allow him to kind of see that, to be like, oh, you shouldn't marry this person because I don't know if they're, they're um, actually like up to par, but I feel like they're all kind of doing some shady shit. So <laughs> definitely mm-hmm. a lot of shade going down for sure. Well, after she tracks down Armand the third, finds that he's been dead after she passes up the monogrammed butterscotches, uh, somebody comes home and she's got to split. As she splits the place, the track uh, trench coat, excuse me, tracksuit mafia jumps them and uh, looks like she's going to get beat up. It's, it's not for her. But thank goodness Clint... Uh, shows up, Hawkeye shows up and saves the day right in the nick of time and uh, wraps our episode up with our first face-to-face with Clinton Kate. Hawkeye of the past meets Hawkeye of the future. How did everybody feel about this first face-to-face? Starstruck. That girl could not speak for nothing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And, uh, you know, as you said earlier, she did pretty good fighting them in the in the wine cellar. Uh, in the street, she was doing pretty good too, using them uh, vans and stuff to to evade them and 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 using the street as her weapon. Uh, you want to know what I want to know? Anyway. How did you live in New York but leave your car left? Oh, I know. That don't make no sense. <laughs> like that's wild. But man, it saved her ass. 
definitely and i bet people walking around new york they you know there was bystanders but they're like you know what this is new york let's just turn and walk the other way yeah Mind business. <laughs> well after uh hawkeye shows up he definitely helps her out quite a bit and uh we get our first face to face and that brings us to the end of the episode uh any any uh easter eggs that anybody wanted to throw out any any special nods or anything Mm. I don't know about Easter eggs, but as soon as I saw that Triceratops skull on sale, it made me go look for one. Oh. It wasn't that expensive because I ain't got twenty all that kid money. Oh, I know. Wouldn't it be awesome to have one of those dinosaur skulls? Right over the fireplace, it'd be beautiful. Beautiful. Getting decorating tips from this amazing new show. Um, any any feelings about the episode in general? Uh, I know we had kind of discussed before this how we felt. Maybe we can get into a little bit more detail. James, you and I were discussing the pacing of this. Uh, maybe a little long at 49 minutes for the episode. Anybody else feel the same way? I feel they did that for a reason, though. Sure. Like, well, first off, you know, cut down from the action, but also to, you know, show that, you know, these are like regular people. And I think that played into why she was so. Um, amazed by Hawkeye because in reality, I mean, yeah, he's an amazing sharpshooter, but this is just a regular guy. He ain't got no superpowers. Sure. Sure. He just self-trained, worked hard, got beat up doing it, and, you know, maybe uh, maybe she understands that, but he doesn't want her to have to go through the same uh, nonsense, so he thinks he's got to go looking for whoever's doing this. Yeah. Sure. Sure. 49 minutes, maybe a little long pacing. Anybody else think that it was more exposition than uh, action, perhaps? Yeah, but um, just like uh, James said, I feel like it was for a reason, especially since it's the first episode. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think they're trying to get people acclimated into the story. Um, sure. Trying to like connect them. It may disconnect some people because, you know, we're talking about it maybe being too long at 49 minutes. Right. But I definitely do feel like it was for a reason. And okay. there's going to be some things that as the season goes on from that first episode, we're probably going to be able to come back around to and be like, that's why they did that. That's why they showed this. Like, this is essential for the series. Um, in the first episode. So we'll see, you know, like hopefully the next episodes that come along, if they are 49 minutes or longer, sure. um, we're able to see like some things that like, okay, like this 49 minutes made sense. Right. Yeah. I, there, I get that. To me, the exposition felt like a Netflix Marvel show. And I know okay. that the studios weren't tied together. I know that there was a, um, uh, not necessarily disconnection between the two studios, but they, the Netflix shows kind of did their own thing and it, it was its own, it was its own ordeal. Uh, but maybe this show feels, I don't know, not necessarily for the pacing, but like one of those shows, an ABC Disney production or a CW hero show as well, maybe meant for the small screen, trying to, uh, push in all the movie information into this short time frame. Does yeah. that make sense to anybody? Oh, else? yeah, for sure, for sure. A little bit, a little bit. Sure. Um, the exposition, yeah. Uh, Jessica, James, you're, you're right on. I think there's a lot of information in this episode. And knowing that we've already watched episode two, which stay tuned and uh, tune in for our next episode, uh, which we'll be dropping today as well, uh, 
we're going to discuss episode two. A lot of exposition in episode one. Maybe some answers coming in episode two. Maybe answers coming down episode three, four. Uh, there's only six episodes in the season. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. So, you know, a lot of information got to come in six hours. Anybody oh, yeah. uh, think the exposition? I don't know. Maybe one thing more, I uh, one thing more, I did oh, want to say. Oh, no, yeah. one thing I did want to say is like I um whenever uh Clint went to the bathroom and saw that Thanos was right on the yeah. sink, um I thought that that was I think that was cool just because there's so many conspiracy theories um like linked to like um you know the Infinity War and Endgame and people thinking that Thanos was right you know and everything like that wow. so I'm I want to see if that unfolds actually in the series you know like just that point of view um because I feel like they showed that for a reason like I feel like they showed that Thanos is right for a reason Definitely. so I'm interested mm-hmm. to see if it is unveiled in some kind of way rather through people talking about it just through dialogue or just events happening like i just want to see where that goes any other storylines that you'd want to see play out any any other questions you want to see answered in the in future episodes james you know you know with the thanos was right thing it made me think of the flag smashers because i'd be better during the blip and them going right homegrown tears about it uh-huh okay so i want to see them See if they bring that maybe in a that little would be bit. Cool. That would be interesting. Um, I definitely want to see more of Pizza Dog. Of course. <laughs> and and then uh, the tracksuit mafia. So I think that was a great recap uh, of episode one. Uh, I think uh, a few of our our points of view. I think a few of our uh, notices are. Uh, what we've noticed and stuff hopefully will play out in future episodes any other points y'all want to make before episode two any any other questions any other uh situations you hope will arise nope not yet all right well thanks everyone again for joining us um tune in every week on wednesday we're going to do episode breakdowns for each episode of hawkeye this is your hawkeye audio commentary uh by the polaris network i'm caleb blakeman join with me james gross uh jessica stephanie thanks everyone for joining us tune in next uh episode episode two we're gonna break down uh episode two of hawkeye